occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 27. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we will be your ghostesses on this wonderful day. Today I'm talking about the Chupacabra. And I am talking about the Jersey Devil. I believe those are both cryptids. They are both cryptids. Spooky stories. Thank you for 5,000 downloads. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Boop. Whoopity whoop. <laughs> and if you want to listen to us chat more shit into your ear holes, then we will be doing a live stream on Instagram and Facebook on Wednesday at about 7pm GMT. So if you want to pop along, ask us some questions, then we will answer them to the best of our abilities. Maybe. We'll give it a good we go. We can't promise it. I'm going to promise it right now. We'll answer them, whether we know the answer or not. I mean, fair enough. We are at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so swing on by Wednesday at 7pm GMT. Okie dokie, you want me to get straight into this? You got anything else to say? No, you may as well just give it a good go. So today, let's talk about the Chupacabra. Okie dokie. What do you know about it? Not a lot. Not, not, sorry, I was tied between not saying the loft. I was tied between saying nothing and not a lot. I really don't know a lot. The only thing I know is from what you told me, which is dog. That's it. Great, a big spoiler. I saw Thank over you, your shoulder. Kate. Dog. That's all I've got to go on. There's a fly on my microphone. <laughs> oh. well, this is a shit show already. Okay, so my sources are Britannica, Wikipedia, Nagio. Princeton.edu, ABC News, BBC, BenjaminRadford.com, and Live Science. Ooh. Is it Live Science or Live Science? We ask this pretty much every episode. <laughs> I change it, I think, every time I say it. <laughs> or whatever that website is. Whatever feels right at the time. So, the Chupacabra is a creature of folklore. It's thought to be a heavyset creature around the size of a small bear, with spines from its neck down to its tail. What type of bear? Small. They... You think I know bear sizes? How big is a small bear? Well, I don't know. Because, like, sun bears are a lot smaller than, like, grizzly bears. Welcome to the bear podcast. (laughs) Carry on. I don't know. Anyway, they were thought to be this earlier on. We'll get more into that later on. But the creature is thought to drink the blood of livestock and was first reported in March 1995 in Puerto Rico. Eight sheep were discovered dead with three puncture wounds in their chest and completely drained of blood. Oh my goodness. Several months later, an eyewitness reported seeing the creature in the town of Canavanas, when 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. 150? That's one hungry chupacabra. (laughs) It's one hungry, small, spiny bear. (laughs) There were some similar killings in the town of Mocha, and rumours of the vampire of Mocha were going around, along with ideas of a satanic cult committing the killings. I could see that. Yeah, me too. Later on, even more killings of farm animals were reported in uh, Puerto Rico, with each of the animals having its body drained of blood through small circular incisions. It does sound very culty, doesn't it? It sounds very it sort does. of sacrifice. Well, that's where its name originates. It means goat sucker. <laughs> 
Imagine having a name like that. My God, you think you've got such a cool calling card. You know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go around, like, kill goats. You know, fuck your livestock. And they call you goat sucker. How's it going, goat sucker? <laughs> yeah, so although regular vampire seems like it would be pretty logical, regular as in, like, vampires as human creatures. I guess the <laughs> boring old regular vampire. Lame vampires. <laughs> Reports of a large reptilian kangaroo-like creature with large red eyes that stood upright were coming in instead. Sorry, I have one quick question. So the three puncture wounds, was it like a triangle? Was it like three lines? So was it like, um, sort of imagine two spiky teeth like a vampire and then like one middle big tooth? Or was it like three spiky teeth and a row on like the top jaw? I'm sorry I let you keep going for so long because I don't know. Oh, Sorry. I think, I don't know, I didn't want to look at any pictures because I don't want to see any dead animals. Fair enough. And I couldn't find any written information about where exactly the puncture wounds were. But I'm excited for your enthusiasm. I mean, if any of you know, if any of you are the chupacabra, then write in. Oh yeah, hit me up. Let us know what your teeth are like. Do you practice good dental hygiene? <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of a horrific looking animal if you think about what this claim was. Mm-hmm. But it was also thought to be a poor claim. So Benjamin Radford is a paranormal investigator and researcher, and he spent five years investigating the chupacabra, and he managed to track the claim down to the exact woman. Oh my god, what a cool guy. Yeah, I went on his website, there was a photo of him like fire breathing, it was cool. Wow. <laughs> he can and, do it all. Right? She said for she saw the beast for only a minute or two. It wasn't for very long. But she gave a whole description of the number of toes it had, eyes... It had an alien appearance, the teeth, and she even noticed that it had no genitals. A minute or two is pretty long to be stood near something that horrific. I guess, but like, would you remember every aspect of it? True, but if it's something that you've never seen before, I feel like, you know, you might suck in as much information as you can. Do you know what I mean? Quite possibly, but I'm going to absolutely wreck it in a few seconds anyway. Well, yeah, but it's like the idea of a schema. So, like, if you imagine a dog, and then a dog comes into your brain, it's probably a dog that you've seen, and then you just base every other dog off of, is that a dog? Does it look like this dog? Yes, it fits into that category. So I imagine if you see something completely brand new, that would be sort of the perfect form of the chupacabra. Well, that could be an interesting theory for later, actually, because that is something that I hadn't thought of. You're welcome. We can come back to it, yeah. This so. is why she keeps me around. It's true. So Radford talked to her, and he discovered that she had made the claim right after she'd seen the science fiction movie Species and got confused as to what was real and what wasn't, because it was incredibly similar to the alien. Ah. So you could say, maybe she was just like, oh my god, this is what it looks like because she'd just seen the alien. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she saw something. but So humans are notoriously awful at source monitoring. Basically none of us know where we get any of our information from. I've told stories before, and the person I'm telling the story to was like, that happened to me. That was You've just told me my story. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's possible <laughs> that she saw something, and then... She was like, oh yeah, it looked like that because she'd seen it so close. You know, maybe it, it was something evil um, or, you know, creature. Strange. Yeah. And then she was like, oh yeah, it just looks like that. Because... That's entirely possible, yeah. Because 
especially if it's something that you haven't seen before maybe you maybe you panic or something and you see it and you're just like oh my god that's like that movie i watched and then you just remember the movie instead of the actual thing yeah that's entirely possible uh radford didn't really believe this and he said he was pretty angry because he was like this undermines the chupacabra like it might exist and this woman's just pulled this claim out of her ass because she's watched the movie yeah and now it's ruined everything but again that doesn't mean that it's a real description no one's found this creature so we can't say if it's real or not really yeah so you can't really discredit that if you don't have something better to go off of exactly like if if she's like oh yeah it looks like this and then another guy's like no actually it looks like this here's this extremely detailed thing you know then like maybe I would discredit her, but who's to say that it doesn't look exactly like that movie? Maybe that's what that movie, you know, the director or whatever was like. The alien should look like this because when I was a young boy, I saw. You know what I mean? You don't know. It's very possible. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I like it. I'm on my A game today. Bring you are. It. Maybe you should have written this. <laughs> so this story spread incredibly quickly around Latin America and southern U.S. states. And UFO enthusiasts were getting super into it, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, if an animal like that were to exist, it's probably likely it would be an alien or some kind of mutant creature or something. Well, and... whatever it is, it's not normal. Oh, yeah. And the UFO researchers put the story on the internet, and it quickly went viral and started appearing on, like, TV, catching the eye of the public. Just everyone was really into the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. But over the next few years, the description of the chupacabra, like, changed a bit. Sort of bit by bit, like a game of telephone, until people had started, like, calling a small dog-type animal a chupacabra. Oh, right. So they were said to be mostly hairless, with a pronounced spine, burnt-looking skin, and sharp fangs. Oh my god, it's a chihuahua. It's entirely possible. (laughs) Our theories for this episode are chihuahuas and aliens. (laughs) Isn't that And film? sun bears. Chihuahuas and aliens. <laughs> yeah, like cowboys and aliens. <laughs> I would love to see that movie. Me too. I'll make it. Yeah, so this version started getting spread around the early 2000s. And it was developed a little more because there was evidence for the animals. They'd found bodies rather than just having theories. But when they did DNA testing, they discovered that it was just a coyote. Oh. That sucks. Yeah, and obviously the big question is why anyone would be freaking out over a coyote, especially farmers who you'd think they would have seen one and protecting their livestock from it. Yeah. But the reason they look so awful is because they're all mangy and they might have parasites. Yeah, coyotes really aren't. Yeah, well, they have uh, itch-inducing mites, which causes them to lose their hair Mm -hmm. and cause the animal to appear bald with scratches and wounds. Yeah. And they might attack livestock if they're ill because it's much easier to catch than other pla- other prey. Mm-hmm. And it's also not uncommon for an animal like a dog or a coyote to bite an animal, leave a wound, and then just leave it to die from internal hemorrhaging. Yeah. It might not be. Oh, yeah. When an animal dies, the blood seeps to the lowest part of the body and thickens. And it gives the illusion that it's drained of blood if someone was to cut it open. So Ew. if they were like, the chupacabra's got my sheep, let's cut it open, it would look like there was no blood but it's a lie. I mean, I don't think... If I was going to do an autopsy on a sheep that I thought had been, you know, killed by a chupacabra, I wouldn't just make one incision and be like, oh, no blood. Yeah, but I guess if you were just like a farmer or something and everyone's animal was getting killed, maybe you just jumped to conclusions. True. Yeah. So it could be a coyote. 
you know, they those animals were proven to be coyotes, but that doesn't mean that they're the ones killing the animals. What? I mean, it doesn't mean that they're the ones that did, you know, it kind of could almost be like a copycat crime, even though they're not meaning to, you know, I don't think the coyotes are out there like, oh, let's pin this one on the chupacabra. Like, <laughs> I think it's, you know, we know that coyotes are alive, a real thing. And we know that they kill things, but just because they kill things doesn't also mean that the chupacabra does not kill things. Yeah, and also the chupacabra, the alien-like one, could have existed, not actually killed any of the animals, but that woman saw it. And then this is just a completely separate thing and everyone is connecting the two. It could have had things pinned on it. Maybe the chupacabra was trying to heal. Maybe he's a healer. He's a victim. He is. Justice for chupacabra. I'm starting the hashtag today. (laughs) Please join in on social media. I'll start a GoFundMe. Don't. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think? What's your theory? Some Puerto Ricans believe that they're the result of a top-secret scientific experiment that takes place in the rainforest. Could be. Could it be. It could be. It could be anything, really. I mean, it could be a coyote. It could be a big lizard. Yeah, I think it's hard because it doesn't have anything. I mean, I do have a bit of a query with coyote theory and blaming everything on them they don't have three pronounced teeth so how would you get those three precise puncture wounds I assume it's just because when a dog sort of bites something it has teeth as someone that has been bitten by dogs before I can tell you is this a hobby you have? (laughs) no I've just one of the dogs was really nice and just got jealous because I was patting the other dogs and not her. Uh, and the other one was just a horrible dog. But you get the two pronounced top teeth. Um, and then if it's a huge bite, you'll get like the jaw, you know. But otherwise, it's just kind of the two top teeth that kind of just dig in first. So you don't get three. You know, dogs have got two longer top teeth and two longer bottom teeth. Maybe it's a coyote that only has three teeth. <laughs> it's got poor dental hygiene. It's a, it's a coyote that hasn't been to the dentist. Yeah, it could be a vampire. It could be an alien. Could be. I don't know, again, why would a vampire have three big teeth? It doesn't really make very much sense to me. I don't know. It could just be the way that it was grabbing. Yeah, but fuck. It to have grabbed all of the livestock like that. Okay, so it has a technique where you bite into it and then the hole in the middle becomes the hole of the other side. That was really poorly explained. I literally don't know what you're saying and you're in front of me. I don't know how these people feel. You know when you have teeth? (laughs) Yeah, well, surprisingly. (laughs) And you bite. Let me just check. Yep. And you bite into something like this. So you got the left tooth and the right tooth. And they leave two holes, say. So you've got your canines, you're biting in with your top canines. Yes. Your left tooth and your right tooth. Yep. And then they move over so that the middle hole... <laughs> so I said middle again, the right tooth hole becomes oh, the left tooth hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They share a hole. So they move their jaw to the right so that the right tooth hole is then where the left tooth goes in. So that's not making a new wound. This is bullshit. Right. I kind of get what you're saying. Again... I don't really think it's very good. For why? Yeah. To confuse everybody. Yeah. Hmm. Bit unsure about that one. Also, 
wouldn't it start eating the animal? Quick question. If it's a if it's a coyote or another wild animal. Well, lots of coyotes and dogs don't bother. So a lot of them will just kill it and leave it. Especially if it's injured or it's sick. Yeah, but that many? That's what I thought was strange, is that there's a large amount of animals dead. Yeah. For some mangy coyotes. Are they all sick? Like, because a coyote would eat at some point. Oh, yeah, at least one of them. That makes sense. Why would it attack all of them and not ever eat one? Yeah. Oh. Unless you've got, you know, a diseased water source or something that they're all drinking from and the farmers just aren't realising they're sick. But I feel like farmers tend to realise when their livestock are sick. This is a very open idea. It's a very confusing well, thing. it's because you've started talking about left tooth, right tooth. <laughs> Little tooth, hole. No. box. <laughs> well, because there isn't that much information because it was basically just discredited. Everyone was just like, well, it's just these dogs and then forgot about it. I don't think that's very fair. I don't think it gave it enough of a chance. Maybe we should go hunt for it. Not on the minute, but as soon as quarantine is lifted, catch me heading over to catch the chupacabra. Please send us your donations so we can go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Please don't. But, no, it's interesting. Alright, I've got some possible alternatives, so okay. give me the scales. You want the scales. Okay, how scary do you think this is? I would say like two. It's only scary if you're livestock. <laughs> I'm not that. True. Danger. Like a three... If something can, if the blood was drained rather than it going to the lowest point of the body or whatever, then it's pretty scary that there's an animal out there that's killing that much stuff, or there are animals out there killing that much stuff, draining its blood and just leaving the carcass. And that we don't have full proof of what it is. Yeah, and that everyone just mysteriously gave up on it. Seems a bit suspicious. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe the chupacabra was like, it's these dogs, look. That was one of my possible alternatives. It was? Yeah, just wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Likelihood. Of there being a chupacabra? Yes. I'm going to say three. I I have no evidence to dissuade me fully. Okay, hit me with your alternative explanation. Okay, so we've got chihuahua. Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Not even just coyote, chihuahua. Coyote's the second one. First of all, Chihuahua, because most every Chihuahua I have met in my long life has been evil. I've never met one that's nice. As a side note, does anyone know how to spell Chihuahua? Chihuahua. 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 I can't say it. No, it's just Chihuahua. The word looks confusing. I hope to God you cut this out. All right. So we got Chihuahua. Coyote. Alien. And, right, if it's an alien. If it's an alien, who is to say that it does not have some form of intelligence, right? Because it's managed to catch all of these things without being caught. You know, it's able to drain the blood from the animals. It's got some level of intelligence, right? Maybe it started hunting in regions where it knew there were a lot of um, I said chihuahuas, coyotes, so that then the people would be like, it's coyotes. You know? Really smart alien. 
I like that. We're not really smart, but genius <laughs> has more intelligence than like a dog or like a, you know what I mean? Like that kind of wild animal. I think maybe it just hunted in places where it knew it wouldn't get the blame. I like that theory. I really do. Yeah, you're welcome. Any others? Just general unclassified creature, you know. Vampire doing a very specific manoeuvre. I'm not having that. Left tooth. (laughs) I better not see that on Instagram. (laughs) Left tooth is right tooth. It's like a game of Twister, but with your teeth. (laughs) Yeah, creature that hasn't been found yet. Uh, I'm I'm hesitant to say that it's a a government thing, because why would you create that and then just let it loose? And never bring it back. Maybe yeah. the government accidentally let it loose. This alien creature, they let it loose by accident. It escaped, and then that woman saw it, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And then they captured the alien thing creature, and they brought it back, and then they were like, "We need to create something to blame it on." Coyotes. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe. That's why it all got dropped so quickly. Possibly. And maybe they could have even been like brainwashed the woman to believe she saw a movie and then gave that description. Yeah. That's a bit further. But I know well, this is all very far fetched. It's just a bit of fun though, isn't it? But everyone else gave up on the chupacabra so quickly that I will not. Maybe, yeah, the government brainwashed that woman and pinned it on someone else. I like that. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I like the chupacabra. I hope it's real. I mean, not for, you know, safety and health and everything, but... To prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Why would you just give up on that? It's so weird that that much livestock died. It wasn't eaten. It died in exactly the same way. Um, Oh, it could have been a cult as well. Yeah, it totally could have been a cult. We'll go hunting for it. We will. It's weird. Unexplainable. I believe. Well, explainable, but it's got some pretty sketchy <laughs> explanations. Fair enough. So, yeah. Hey, you want to wrap that up? Is that everything we got to talk about for the Chupacabra? You don't have any other ideas? I believe so. Oh, I do have a bright idea. Why don't you go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? At Myths Magic Pod. We would very much appreciate that. I would like it, personally. I don't know about Abby. I think I would like it, too. <laughs> And you, while you're doing that, you may as well head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Murder, So that you can go check out our tiers. Like I said, a month or two ago, we redid the tiers. I think there's only five of them now. And it ranges from literally barely any money to a little bit more money. But you get more stuff as the tiers go on. So we've got extra episodes that we release on Patreon every month. And we are reading through Carmilla. And you get like you know, shout outs, a little bit of extra love from us, stuff like that. So you should definitely go head over to Patreon and check that out. Yeah, if you want to support us, it's the best way to do that. That it is. There are other ways to support us as well. If you go onto our website, mitsmagicandmurder.weebly.com, then we've got things like, you know, buy us a coffee and, you know, PayPal or whatever. Just if you don't want to sign up to doing a monthly amount or whatever, or you can just Go over to our Facebook or, you know, whatever. Share it with your friends. Leave us a review even. It all really helps us. It does very much help us. And what would help us as well? If you have any terrifying tales, haunted happenings or spooky stories, 
then send them over to our email, mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com, and we'll have a look through it, have a good laugh, and uh, maybe read through it on a different episode. So yeah. Great. You ready to do with your story? Yeah. So today, I'll be teaching you about the Jersey Devil, as I've said. It's also a famous cryptid, as I've also said, so get ready. I'm ready. My sources are cryptids with a D, wait, and a Z. I was like, how else are you spelling cryptids? (laughs) .fandom.com, Wikipedia, ancient-origins.net, I can't speak today, mythology.net, weirdnj.com, americanfolklore.net, and Philadelphia City Paper. Obviously, as per the name, the Jersey Devil is mainly reported in New Jersey, more specifically the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. This is a very rural area that spans over one million acres of land. So, pretty freaking big. Big. And it has a vast array of wildlife and plant life and just, yeah, think absolutely ginormous forest. But what is the Jersey Devil? Well, Legend has it that it's a creature that runs on two hoofed legs. There are a bunch of differing ideas about, you know, what it looks like when it comes to an in-depth description, but in the main it's described as something that's almost like a kangaroo, but has a goat or horse head. Interesting. Yeah. As well as this, it has wings, but think more sort of giant bat wings than bird wings. So kind of leathery, I guess. It also has horns. Tiny, almost T-Rex-like arms with claws and a forked tail. Nice. It's described as being anywhere between 6 and 10 feet in length. And if this wasn't enough, apparently it also screams. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It screams... I was like, well, he sounds kind of harmless. (laughs) (laughs) It screams at a very high pitch as it moves through the night. And it sounds somewhere between a tortured human being and a vengeful predator. Wow, okay. I think I like this one. <laughs> he sounds quite cool. The Jersey Devil is also referred to as the Leeds Devil, just so you know I haven't completely lost it and started talking about something else. It's referred to as the Leeds Devil because it's said to have been born in 1735 to a woman named Mrs. Jane Leeds. It could also be Deborah. I couldn't find out which one was right, but the last name is definitely Lee. I thought you meant the Jersey Devil was called Deborah. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, interesting that they call it that. No. You look at a huge beast and you're like, that's Debbie. <laughs> there she is. It's like, what was Bigfoot called? Pamela. Patty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pamela, Pamela. Anderson. Anyway, uh... Born in 1735 to a woman named Mrs. Leeds in an area of the Pine Barrens called Leeds Point. The story kind of surprised me because the backstory means that it's just a normal human-ish thing. Okay, I was thinking that maybe it was a dinosaur. Is that stupid? It's pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you think about what it would look like. You know, long head, bat-type wings. It's what I imagine a dinosaur to look like. But I don't know. I suppose there was something on um, the internet that was like, it's kind of like a pterodactyl. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of ignored that. But anyway. So, 
human-animal thing. The story in detail is that Jane, or Deborah, or Mother Leeds, had 12 children. She then found out she was pregnant again, obviously with a 13th. She got super frustrated, as anyone would, upon finding that they were going to have 13 children, and cried that it would be the devil. Then she was in labour in 1735, with all her pals there for moral support. She gave birth to a baby, but it quickly changed into the creature as we know it today. Was it ten feet tall? Well, apparently it just grew. Like it, it looked like a normal baby, and then it grew. In the story, in one of them that I read, it was like it grew a bunch of hair, and I was like, that wasn't written in any of the other descriptions. Um, and like talons came through where its nails were, and it grew horns out of its head, and so I think it just kind of changed, I guess, right before their eyes, and like grew. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So then it beat everyone with its tail and went screaming oh up the chimney. Sorry, Mum. Got to scream. <laughs> People obviously freaked out and they sent uh, local clergymen into the woods to exercise it, but they were unsuccessful. It is believed. I mean, if they were successful, I wouldn't have much to talk about. Although this seems like a pretty solid backstory... Well, more solid than any of the other cryptids we've talked about. Nobody really knows why it turned into the devilish creature. Some say it was because it was the 13th child, which is an unlucky number to most people. Other people say that Mrs. Leeds was a witch, and she basically had sex with the devil himself, so the spawn was devilish too. How? You know, I don't know. And she was married to a guy because he had fathered the other 12 kids. So I don't know why she just went, oh, it's a bit vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it would really spice this up. The devil himself. So there's also a different backstory to how the Leeds devil came about. It's a bit long-winded and it would mean that there isn't actually a devil, but bear with me. Okay. I'm excited. This is really interesting. So Benjamin Franklin... We all know him, a founding father of the United States, etc. Pretty cool guy, I guess. Well, his rival almanac publisher was Daniel Leeds. Daniel had a wife. In fact, he had three, but the first two died in childbirth, so I'm referring to the third one. She'd given birth to nine children. I don't know why these stories all revolve around (laughs) people having so many children and no other hobbies, but anyway, they had a big family. They were settled, reasonably well-liked and they lived within the Pine Barrens. Daniel was a Quaker, and he slowly became more and more ostracised by the other Quakers because his almanacs contained writings and symbols that were based around astrological theories. The Quakers basically just chucked him out because this was all too pagan. So, Daniel took it like a real champ and delved into Christian occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, and natural magic. As you do. Yeah. Well, he was like, if you're going to chuck me out, at least have something to chuck me out for. Yeah, fair. So he just did it to annoy everyone, really. In the 1690s, there was a Philadelphia Quaker meeting in which they said that Daniel was blasphemous. So he published anti-Quaker stuff and criticised every Quaker he set eyes on. uh, Converted religion, just everything, really. He was like, screw those guys. Long story short, Leeds was dismissed as evil. Daniel then died sometime later, and when Daniel died, his sons took over his land, so the land was now known as Leeds Point, right? Which came up in the other story. Yeah. 
His son, Titan Leeds, inherited the almanac business, and he basically just followed in his father's footsteps and annoyed everyone he could, especially Benjamin Franklin. Franklin got so annoyed with Titan that he satirically used astrology to predict to predict when Titan would die. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. A bit intense. Well he was just doing it as like a oh, this tells you everything, eh? Well, this is when you'll die. The stars have told me so. Okay. Right. Titan didn't get the satire behind it and he was like, You're a fool, this is not true, you know, blah blah. And then when Titan was still publishing past his due date, as it were. Then Franklin was like, he just took the mick and he was like, ooh, spooky, his ghost is publishing this. <laughs> so, yeah, he was just having a right laugh with it. That's really funny. Then later when Titan actually died, they were still referring to him as the ghost, right? Which could have contributed to the local legend of the Leeds Devil. If that makes sense. So his ghost is the devil. Yeah. Not the what actual kind of? devil, but the Yeah, like that's devil. how it started. That's how like the the idea of something off started, I guess. And also Daniel was known to the Quakers as kind of devilish and whatever because he was preaching stuff that the Quakers didn't agree with. So that's kind of that. Interestingly, Titan included the Leeds family crest on his almanacs, which was a wyvern, which is a bat-winged dragon-like animal that stands upright on two feet. Ooh. Yeah. So, could this be the reason that people believe in the Leeds devil? Possibly. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Well, I I feel like there's too many similarities. Yeah, it's quite a specific creature. Yeah, and if we can get one thing from... From both stories, then it's that it occurred at Leeds Point, you know, and there's something off. And now that the Leeds Devil is sort of synonymous with kind of a wyvern-ish animal, it would make sense that that's the backstory. But that means that there isn't a Leeds Devil. Have people seen it? Well, there have been so many sightings of the Jersey Devil one of which is from Joseph Bonaparte in 1820. He is the brother of Napoleon, before you ask. Okay. <laughs> His story goes as follows. One snowy afternoon, he was hunting alone in the New Jersey woods when he spotted some strange tracks on the ground. They looked like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other. The tracks ended abruptly as if the creature had flown away. He stared at the tracks for a long moment, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, he heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature that looked, oh sorry, with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. Astonished and frightened, he froze and stared at the beast, forgetting he was carrying a rifle, which I feel like is completely normal. Yeah. (laughs) For a moment, neither of them moved. Then the creature hissed at him, beat its wings, and flew away. Wow, okay. So, that could be it. Another sighting... Sounds pretty similar. Yeah. Another sighting was from Commodore Stephen Decatur, 
who was a Navy war hero. He saw the Jersey Devil in 1778. He was visiting Hanover Ironworks, which is in the Pine Barrens, because he was testing cannonballs on his firing range. Then he saw a huge, strange creature flying above the field. So he shot a cannonball at it. Okay. The creature was hit, and there was a hole straight through its wing, but it continued on completely unfazed by the attack. Oh, poor critic. Poor little bean. He didn't even register. That's pretty cool. So, there wasn't much of a description on what it looked like or that kind of thing, but it appeared in the Pine Barrens, it could fly, you know. Obviously pretty mighty, it was okay after being hit by a cannonball. Exactly. And I feel like you can understand the size of it if you can see that a cannonball made a hole in its wing rather than taking it out. Also, if it was just a bird, you probably wouldn't fire a cannonball at it. Yeah. So. After these two sightings, there were a few, but really not that many. Then, in January 1909, it was spotted by thousands of New Jersey residents. Oh, wow. People saw it flying overhead, they found tracks, a trolley car was attacked by it, there was livestock turning up mauled, electric lines had been crashed into by a giant flying object, and someone's dog was injured after the creature had tried to eat it. Why all of a sudden? God knows. Because of this, so many businesses and schools were shut down. Whoa, okay, this is like a big deal then. Because everyone was scared. I love the difference between this story and the Mothman story. You know, with Mothman, they were like, Mothman Festival, we're making Mothman brownies. He has saved us. (laughs) Worse with this, it's like, everyone shut the school! Hide your children! (laughs) Those that had seen it and had been near a weapon had tried to attack it, but similarly to the, the cannonball story, the creature didn't care what you did to it. I wonder if it's the same, like, if this is an actual creature, if it's the same one and it's just really old, or whether it's like the children of the original. Who knows? Hmm. The footprints have since revealed to be a hoax, but the rest of it still stands. There's also a sighting from 1934. Here, a kangaroo-like beast was reported by several witnesses over a five-day period, and it killed and partially developed several, developed, devoured several animals, including ducks, geese, a German Shepherd police dog, and other dogs. Wow, okay, big. As I feel like most people know, kangaroos are typically unaggressive and vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, so... A witness described the animal as looking like a large kangaroo running and leaping across a field. A search party followed the animal tracks to a mountainside cave where they just stopped. However, this story was reported in Tennessee. Maybe it was a chupacabra. (laughs) Which obviously isn't near New Jersey. So, it could be that the Jersey Devil is part of a wider sort of species of animals. You know, like um, Bigfoot is to Sasquatch. Or maybe it was just on holiday. Perhaps. If you've got wings, you might as well just take a vacation. Right? If you can fly, who says you've got to stay there? No one. Yeah, okay. Go Tennessee. I could believe that. <laughs> He's the only ten I see. Stop it. 
I think one of the reasons there have been so many Jersey Devil sightings is because people aren't entirely sure what the Jersey Devil is. So if anything weird is seen, it immediately gets called a Jersey Devil. You can just kind of blame it on that. If you see a big winged animal in that area. Exactly. Yeah. One example of this is there's an account of having seen the Jersey Devil, but the description of it was a hairy humanoid with a deer's head and glowing red eyes. So if you look up the Jersey Devil, sometimes this will come up instead. I saw quite a few photos of it online. But that's kind of not the typically accepted description of the Jersey Devil. That's like an alternative version. Exactly. So who knows, really? It could be either, don't get me wrong. But I feel like there were tons of reports of it looking like a, a kangaroo type thing without a deer's head. So, so possible alternatives. If this legend started in a heavily wooded, potentially scary place in New Jersey, then again, as I've said in other episodes, it's possible this was all a made-up story to stop children from going out into the woods after dark. Yeah. Also, the 1909 sightings could have been mass hysteria and hoaxes kind of intertwined into one. If everyone knows about this... Enough to shut down businesses, though? I don't know. It could have been, like, misidentified objects. You know? Yeah, I guess. Because if everyone knows about the Jersey Devil anyway, right, then you then someone does a hoax or like a bunch of people do different hoaxes kind of at the same time, you're going to freak out because you don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. I can, I can believe that. So another idea is that it could be a misidentified sandhill crane which is what Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society of New Jersey thinks it, it is. Kind of similar with Mothman, isn't it? Like, huge bird. Although, quite how you can mistake a fairly normal-looking crane for a horrifying cryptid is beyond me. This is what I think. I think the Jersey Devil looks quite polite, but I understand why you wouldn't if you saw him in the real life. <laughs> we'll put a photo of him on Instagram, but... He looks very sweet with his little his little feet. But yeah, the the crane, it just looks like a normal crane, you know, long legs, bird body. Yeah, how do you see that and go, oh my god, horrible beast? Yeah, you don't. With hooves. As well, if I saw a crane and I wasn't entirely sure what it was, I'd be more inclined to believe it was a crane than a devil. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't jump straight to that conclusion. I mean, if, some people might, but... If you've seen any bird before, surely you would immediately think it was that first. Yeah, right. If it looks like a bird, you're going to think it's a bird. It's probably a bird, yeah. Anyway, finally, if the second backstory was true, then it could just be the local joke or folk tale and whatever has been carried on for this long. So it's kind of in the back of everyone's mind. And then when they see anything, they're looking to be like, oh, it's the Jersey Devil, you know? We've said it before, but it's just kind of the validation bias. You kind of want to see what you think you're seeing type thing. Yeah, okay. Well, I think I like him. Good. It's always nice. How scary do you think it is? Did he ever hurt anybody? Well, from the stories that we've got, he did attack the tram. And also, he tried to kill that girl's German Shepherd, but it got scared away, so he just took a chunk out of its head. Oh, wow, okay. Like, out of its face. It survived, but it had to go to the vet. 
So he's not just hunting people. No, he's not out. Well, I mean, there could be missing persons in New Jersey, you know, that actually are because of the Jersey Devil. But I'm as far make as a I know, movie about that. <laughs> as far as I know, he's not just been picking people up off the street. No. Okay, then maybe like a two. Two. How dangerous. Actually, I'm going to say a three for scary and a two for dangerous. Three for scary, two for dangerous. Because I think if I saw it, it would be a bit scary. It's if a bit you creepy looking. through the woods and you saw that weird animal. Yeah. Yeah, okay, a bit freaky. What is the likelihood that there is a Jersey Devil? I think I might believe it. Fair. I know you didn't give me much evidence on it, but I think you really emphasised how big this place is. It's huge. I think if an animal like that existed... You probably wouldn't see it anyway. Enough that like it would be a common animal that existed. Like everyone knows about it as an actual thing. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the argument that you gave me over um, Bigfoot. Like we haven't, we, we you can't map out every location at all times unless you put cameras literally everywhere in this entire place. Then you will know that it's not there. Exactly. So there's no way that you could know if it was real or not, really, mm-hmm. unless you've seen it. So. I'm inclined to believe that it might exist. I think maybe it would be like a species, though. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's one really, really old dude. I think maybe, you know, that might explain why the one in in 1909 was it was a bit more boisterous. Yeah, fair enough. Like a teenage Jersey Devil. Yeah, a bit younger. You know, like one of them rather than the older ones that were just keeping to themselves. Fair enough. So, how likely? Hmm. I'm going to go for a three and a half. Three and a half. I think giving it a three is too low, but giving it a four is kind of... There wasn't really enough evidence to be like, yeah, I believe in it. But I think I might do. Fair enough. I think I'd be cautious about it. I think I like him. Good. Let's hope he likes you. Any alternatives? We've got dinosaur and bigger species. Hoax. Fair. Anything else? Stories to keep people away from the woods. Yeah. I mean, that's true for any of the cryptids, and that's the hard thing, you know, is trying to disprove that it's just a sort of folk, uh, like, fable, almost. I never want to. I love cryptids. I really like to believe in them. It's more fun to believe in them, you know, and, and every scary story's got to start somewhere. The fact that they all are so different, like every cryptid is so different, to just be like, oh, it's to stop people going out there. It's like, yeah, but it had to be based on something, otherwise every cryptid would be the same. Exactly. Also, the world is huge. Mm-hmm. We haven't explored all of it. God, no. You cannot trust what any single person says. You can't trust anyone, in fact. So <laughs> who's to say anything, really? Most stuff is probably just nonsense. You know, there's mm-hmm. who's to say that there isn't just so many weird animals that exist that we just don't know about? Yeah, well, even then, you know, if you're learning about them, it's like, think, cast your mind back to secondary school. No, I refuse. <laughs> in chemistry, where they would teach you that there were two, um, in a, in a, in an atom, that the cell formation was 288. Yeah, that's not true. They just lied. Oh, it's like when you're younger and they're like, in an animal cell, there's just this. Yeah. And then a few years later, they're like, 
Joke's on you. That was just because it was easier. Actually, it's this, this, this. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, we could be having that. There could be more things than we know about. There could be more animals and, and more uh, fossils and more sort of varieties of species that we just don't know about because no one's told us because it's too hard to understand or because well, yeah, it's too I, long. I think that or I think also it's probably easier to control humans as a whole species this is obviously you know going off topic a little bit yeah if you just pretend like everything is completely normal you know everyone's life is normal everyone goes to work and watches tv and you know everyone's kind of just living their life not really aware of the bigger picture yeah whereas like if people knew about like if aliens and cryptids were things that were confirmed could you imagine how different things would be no one's gonna sit around doing their day jobs when they know that aliens are out there it really makes you think about like you know, what we are on the planet, mm-hmm. sort of how everything is, what your purpose is, like, things like that, rather than just Definitely. a normal life. And I think that people would do anything to keep the normal population from, you know, getting their hands on information like that. Well, you've got to you've got to get stuff done. You know, it's, it's like why capitalism is so widely accepted. You know, it's so that people will keep creating things because, you know, we need things like clothes and food and stuff and no one's gonna want to be out there farming when we know sort of that there is more of a purpose to life than working till you die yeah and obviously like you know me and you and i'm sure lots of our listeners also have the same sort of idea with that but yeah everyone in the world had that it wouldn't work how the government and everybody in charge in the higher part of the world wanted it to work so i feel like I can't ever trust people who dismiss things like this because I don't want to. Definitely. Until I know, for sure, until I have discovered every single pathway that it could be, then I will write it off on my own. Exactly. And yeah, those woods are huge. The Josie Devil could definitely exist. Mm-hmm. So anything else? We've got dinosaur species, hoax and stories. No, maybe like a different kind of animal that people got confused with. It seems kind of complicated though like how are you seeing a huge yeah. weird dragon thing and being like it's a bat yeah i don't know that one that one is weird but i, I th- if it's dark perhaps you know and you see that giant crane and you're a bit spooked out because it's dark you're in the woods yeah maybe I mean, yeah. yeah if you've heard the stories as well i guess it's possible yeah well that's that then yeah let us know what you think if you think that he is a real creature or not yeah, and let us know if you think the Chupacabra is a giant steroid chihuahua. I do. I know. <laughs> Whatever you think. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>